Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Strafford, Brandon Jones, and Michael Palmer. On today's episode, we're going to talk about IQ and how it influences learning, or if it does at all. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm a little puzzled about this uh, topic here. I'm not exactly sure what to think. I think um, we'll get into this in the, the sort of the main content of the show. But uh, at the top, I'll say. I'm not sure what I think. Uh, maybe if I had a higher IQ or lower IQ, mm. I would uh, be more certain about what I think here. But uh, ooh, ooh. interesting, interesting topic, I think. It's topical. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably won't get too political about this, uh, this on this pod, but it's certainly in the zeitgeist is talk about uh, uh, huge IQs and, mm-hmm. uh, and what, that, uh, what that means. So I thought we would take some time to talk a little bit about IQ. Sounds good. Mike, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm good. And uh, when we talk about IQ, I, I think that immediately moves to nature versus nurture and uh, concepts like grit and concepts like emotional intelligence uh, and uh, multiple intelligences. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about. Also, like what can translate into a number and uh, how we gravitate towards numbers and uh, ranking ourselves uh, and understanding how we compare to others. Um, and uh, I think there's some interesting questions about that, like how valuable is that uh, and how important is it to understand yourself relative to others? It's a very natural human endeavor to figure out how you stack up, um, but, uh, but also there's a lot of danger in um, maybe over-quantifying things sure. and acting as though there is a single metric to sort of understand how uh, intelligent or really any attribute, but intelligence in particular, because it's so core to someone's identity, uh, to think that that can just be translated into a simple numerical. Um, I think that that thinking is evolving, uh, although not by everyone. So I, I think we have seen examples of, uh, of our current president uh, really fixated on um, his IQ, although uh, there's an interesting article which we'll share out where uh, I think his, the actual number is somewhat shrouded <laughs> in mystery. Yeah, it's all, it's all very mysterious. Yeah. But it's, and it's not just, it's not just uh, his own. It's, there's lots of talk about IQ and low IQ individuals. And yes. you know, it just made me think, what do we think about IQ here? And I, I would guess that this is, we did a show on um, education myths. And I don't think that this is necessarily in that category, but I think that there is more casual understanding or perceived understanding of IQ Mm -hmm. than of a lot of other sort of learning or intelligence or, um, you know, science related, uh, learning science related topics. Yes. And so it's like, it, it, it exists. I said, it's like, I see already just to, just to appease um, the, the, uh, to, to drive up our zeitgeist count. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's in the general, I think that there's a general awareness or general perception of awareness around IQ as well. Yeah. And I, th- I think you're right to talk about it in that um, myth zone too, where like, I think it's things when they become so much part of the collective consciousness, the zeitgeist that um, it almost uh, accrues different meaning than the definition of it itself. You know, so like IQ, as I understand it, is your, you know, your mental age divided by your chronological age. And, uh, you know, it's, it's set so that 100, you know, is, is right in the middle. 
and then it's very much like a bell curve, you know, which is very much the way many of the standardized tests that we prepare people for is structured, um, you know, standard deviations and, uh, you know, the normal distribution of, uh, of IQ. Um, it is a, it's also a G thing, uh, quote unquote uh, G. Uh, so G as in generalized uh, intelligence, which um, I, I think there has been a push to broaden the definition beyond just a single intelligence. Howard Gardner's the the, the different lumin G thing luminary uh, who Howard G Howard G who talks about uh, I believe he's got at least seven although I've heard he's that count may be increasing he started with seven multiple intelligences, oh so now right? now he's at nine then yeah he's it's been it's been going up yeah 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 so who knows and uh, and uh, dr. dr. Gardner we'd love to love to hear your perspective on this but um, you know what what's traditionally understood to be uh, your intelligence quotient is closer to your your quantitative intelligence, uh, maybe some of your verbal intelligence, some of your reasoning intelligence, but then there's plenty of other forms of intelligence, whether it's kinesthetic. Um, I don't know. Is there an olfactory uh, intelligence? I always I always gravitate towards olfactory. I'm sure there is. Uh, whether it's actually been quantified, I don't know. But um, but yeah. And then um, how much can intelligence or IQ change over your life? Right. Uh, is another interesting idea too. So like, I think there is this sense of like uh, one and done, like you have your IQ, it is your, um, your score. It's kind of like your IQ, your credit score, your weight, you know, there's, there's like your numbers. And if you're trying to do a full workup, the IQ is definitely uh, one that people think about, but I don't know how many people have a relevant adult IQ score for themselves these days. It's easy to get like, you right. know, clickbait versions uh, online, but how much are people actually understanding their own IQ and is it even advantageous in a world where we're kind of broadening the definition of intelligence? Um, I think those are all interesting, interesting ideas. I, I think it's a great point, Mike, of the clickbait stuff that's out there and the number that provides and Brandon, what you were talking about before and maybe a, a jumping off point of understanding IQ of how many people actually understand what it represents and how it is used in the news, how the president uses it, how people might boast about it on a Facebook or a social media that shrouds it in maybe not a full understanding. It, does that do IQs dis, a disservice, Brandon, or, or the test? Does it do all of us a disservice to not fully understand what it actually represents and have it be sort of not fully understood? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's a good question or series of questions, and I'm I'm not sure what I think about that. I mean, it, does it does it do IQ a disservice? Well, I'm not sure that I, I think IQ doesn't care, uh, right? So, um, and if it's only uh, if its application is limited, then maybe it's actually doing it, doing it or us an important service. Um, where you know, if, if we were really walking around with these scores well understood and you know tattooed on our foreheads or at least in our minds mm -hmm. might mightn't that be worse i think it, it might be mm -hmm. especially if iq is limited as i personally think it is it's a, it is a single measure that is imperfect in all the ways it doesn't uh factor into uh, the multiple intelligences or things like eq or other cues that are out there which i think we'll talk about a little bit later yep um so uh so i don't know i i don't know if it's if it if we didn't have this, might mightn't we have something 
that is effectively that without, you know, we call something different, but I think people have a general sense of how smart they think they are. Yes. Um, I would guess that most people do know that the median score on an IQ test is 100. And I guess that more than 50% of people think that they're above the median. I agree. And uh, I don't think even if we had different language, if there was no such thing as an IQ test, and even if we didn't have this concept of, you know, what the score is, I would think that dynamic would still be true. Yeah. So um, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily good or bad that people have an imperfect uh, uh, understanding of it. I do think when it gets weaponized, right. When, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that before recently I'd seen anybody saying I have a higher IQ than you really. Like I, I, I think that was a thing that people said. Right. Um, but you know, if, if you are uh, pigeonholing someone into and, and uh, weighing in on, on his or her worth mm-hmm. by saying, you know, you have a low IQ, mm-hmm. uh, that's, the, that's to me where it gets problematic. Yeah, and it, I would agree. And I think the flip side also where like, you know, as a high IQ individual, I somehow have greater worth um, which there's a little bit of that. I mean, like the whole, you know, educational system in some ways is trying to identify, tease out who is smart and give them access to more. Um, I just think that can get dangerous. And then especially when the scores themselves are not, you know, transparent in like a big brother, black mirror kind of perspective. So like if we all had our our latest scores, uh, you know, emblazoned on our foreheads, uh, in some ways that would be completely creepy, but at least it would be more uh, transparent. And instead, because no one's really going to check your score, you can talk yourself up in a, in a very sort of puffy way to kind of bully people without actually backing that up. Uh, and then also I think, um, you know, the bullying thing is real. Uh, yeah. And I think the idea of othering people who are less smart than you is, uh, is something that um, really that's where I guess EQ comes in, where like ideally the high intelligence is paired with good emotional awareness, good social emotional uh, savvy and, uh, and humility that, uh, that starts to round out uh, you know, the, the fullness of the person. Uh, Cause you don't want somebody with really high IQ and really low EQ. Um, and even we definitely then, don't want that. And even then EQ is more of a concept. It's not actually a quotient. Right. It's not really a number. It's borrowing the Q from IQ, right? Like yeah. if IQ didn't, wasn't IQ, then EQ wouldn't have been EQ. It would have been something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then the other one I've seen, although interestingly, the, the ink article that, uh, that we'll share out uh, talked about the AQ as the adversity quotient. I've also heard of it as the adaptability quotient, mm. um, both of which uh, I think have new relevance at a time when skills are being disrupted, um, industries are transforming, uh, people need to learn things that didn't exist two or three years ago, how flexible and adaptable you are, uh, which is more like a personality attribute, but it's something that I think increasingly can be measured because like we are, we're in a, 
uh, in some ways a, a, a next level of uh, capability around um, measurement and psychometrics. And uh, I do think there's more to kind of expand the workup. You know, like we still, we do want to get, uh, get into the environmental context dashboard uh, that uh, the college board uh, recently released. Um, I think it's similar in this context too, like where you don't want just to have one metric with no additional context. So like the more you can give broader context about an individual, the better. And uh, I think we tend to be dangerously narrow around intelligence quotient when we talk about it as though by virtue of that, you know whether someone is worthy or not. And, yeah. and I think you need a much more robust workout, workup and workout. Um, and uh, I'd be curious how those other metrics start to mature and evolve, uh, even the, uh, the adversity score as defined by the college board. Um, I think it is interesting because you're getting more data about an individual. Uh, more data, I think, is generally a good thing mm -hmm. as long as people know how to filter and understand it. And I think the, the, the risky thing is over ascribing value to a single number as though you could translate a person into that. Yeah. I, I think that that is, it's priced in a little bit to the whole idea of quantifying in any way mm -hmm. uh, an individual, whether it's with one, one number or three numbers, I think three might be better. The yep. others don't, as you said, like they aren't as mature in terms of like putting it on a scale with a median and standard deviation, et cetera. But whether you have one or three numbers, like priced into that is the this thought that you could or should and some do evaluate someone else on that number and yep. I, I think i i'm not an expert in in this or the you know sort of the research behind the early iq work in the late 19th Stanford century Stanford Binet and right early 20th century but um you know i i my guess is that as when you look at a large population that it probably is true that the higher performers are generally smarter, right? But when you look at an in, in, at an individual, when you're an N of one, mm -hmm. I think that's where that, that math breaks down. Like there are, because it's, it's an imperfect test and it's imperfect measures. And yes. again, over a large population, maybe it holds, but then you have a, you're talking to one person and judging her right. based on her score, that, that's where it gets, it gets tricky. There, yeah. there is one thing that I really like about the, way that it's calculated is it's your mental age divided by your uh, actual age. Yeah. Um, and that in that math suggests that if you aren't uh, improving your right. mental acuity at the same rate yeah. that other people who are contemporaries of you, right. then your IQ is actually decreasing. Right. And I, I like, like I, I like the, if we can pull it out of whatever judgment that comes along with that, I think that the idea that, one, we know it's not like a number that you're born with and that is your number forever, mm -hmm. but it's a number that changes over time. Mm -hmm. And two, if you're not making yourself better, sharper, faster, um, you are falling behind. I think that's a, that's a, if it's applied in a healthy way, I think that's a good challenge for uh, a society that is going to be aging a lot longer than any of our four bears or mm -hmm. three bears or however many bears. Like I, we are going to need to be uh, mentally acute and, and we were going to want to be sharp long into decades past what previous generations have had. So the, that idea that you should, you know, ABL always be learning or always be challenging yourself or always be 
sharpening, you know, if mine needs books, like a, like a store needs a uh, whetstone, um, uh, Game of Thrones reference. Uh, yeah, like, thank you. I feel like that is a that is a real good thing for society. Yeah, I, I would agree. Although I, I do think the metric itself needs to get fleshed out better because as I understand it, it's generally benchmarked against adult intelligence. So like, I like where you're going, where as you get older, um, you're benchmarked against people of your cohort or of your experience and you're trying to understand how you how you compare. Um, I think that is that is extremely interesting. And then also um, a related note is as you get older, like are there places where you can be tested to identify early indicators of dementia or Alzheimer's or other cognitive impairments, Mm -hmm. even strokes, Um, you know, like things that would cause just subtle uh, decay in your cognitive capabilities um, it does remind me very much about, you know, of the brain training movement, which, uh, which is generally targeting like the AARP set. Um, I think it's relevant to everybody. But, um, you know, if you're just continuing to um, force your brain to maintain its flexibility, its fluidity, its um, ability to respond to dynamic uh, cognitive challenges, um, I think that's a huge huge takeaway. And uh, I do think we need new metrics. I mean, it does remind me of like this, talking about IQ makes me think back to when we've talked about Sabre metrics and Sabre learning, mm-hmm. like, and the full, the fuller workup that I would imagine, um, you know, I still remember that, you know, and I scored pretty well. And as a kid, I remember always getting those scores and just pouring over my, uh, my like, you know, third grade competency tests just to see which scores am I good at? Which ones am I not good at? Because um, I think that does, um, that level of introspection and awareness, I think can empower the learner to kind of be very targeted in her focus. So like, do I want to, do I want to build on the areas where I'm already thriving? Or do I want to round out some of these areas where I'm actually below where I aspire to be? I think all that is tied to getting good metrics in the hands of learners in a way that is sort of, um, I guess, emotionally sensitive um, and put in appropriate context. Um, I would imagine there's going to be a ton more of this in the future. Um, I just think it's running up against um, some of the countervailing forces around um, trying to be fair and balanced and equitable and not over indexing on on anything um but i do think you know just like people are going to 23 and me and uh you know getting their full dna work up um i imagine people will continue to seek out a deeper understanding of their own cognitive ability uh, and i think that'll probably translate to more than just iq um but i think iq is still going to be the idea that sort of captures the broader um, imagination. Yeah, I think that um, I, I I love saber learning. I, I think I I'm not sure if I drafted that, but I was I was rooting for that in the March. One Madness. of these years. Yeah, one of these years. Um, but uh, I I do think that the quantified self will extend more to academic or you know intellectual mental achievement uh, as well. Um, and I think a fuller picture will be will be helpful. The thing that I 
I, this is just me personally, uh, worry a little bit is the, the democratization uh, and equality access uh, movement, which I think in general is really important for us, has the risk when it breaks bad, it punishes achievement or, or looks to diminish achievement. Mm -hmm. And I think um, what really the magic is, is that you can achieve, this is multiple intelligences again, but like you can, you can achieve in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. that achievement isn't only measured through, you know, especially this one measure or maybe these two measures and that people can be excellent in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think that we as a people, I'm an optimist and uh, a futurist, and I, I think we want people to be strivers. Like, I think we want people to want to be introspective and look at that, uh, that third grade, you know, Iowa test or whatever yeah. and say, um, you know, I, I want to think about whether I want to round out my less good areas or really excel in my strengths. Mm -hmm. And just that act of introspection, you were a, maybe a precocious third grader, but uh, just that act of introspection, I think is really great. Mm -hmm. And doesn't matter what your answer is actually, kid, like as long as you go through that process and you try at something. Yeah. The trying part, because our culture, I think, is starting to reward a little bit not trying. Yeah. And that's, that to me is, uh, is, is dangerous. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, and I'm not trying to make, and there's, I'm not trying to be too big with that statement, but I, I do think that we got to find a, a happy, a happiest medium there. Yeah. And I th that makes me think of both grit and growth mindset, uh, maybe growth mindset in particular, you know, the idea of, it's almost like if you had a grit quotient or a GQ, uh, all the cues what what would your gq be and uh and if you actually are showing it's like the you know old old school report cards i think still maybe new school report cards so you know again my <laughs> hashtag team school my child's pretty young but um include a effort you know and is there a way to understand the level to which uh a child or even an adult is applying focused effort uh and is there a way to design tests to see your stick-to-itiveness like can you really uh it's almost like the old uh i'm gonna show my uh trek uh my star trek fandom but the old kobayashi maru test from uh from star trek but like how do you respond in uh like a a context in which you're designed to fail like do you just give up do you just you know run crying from the room or do you show persistent effort and do you, uh, you know, try different modes of solving a problem? In some ways, those types of tests are even more, more fully relevant, I think, than pure cognitive ability, where like if you just have the cognitive ability and you don't have the grit to focus and apply it, in some ways that's as problematic as not having the cognitive ability in the, in the first place. Yeah, that was one of the, I think, one of the places that grit was most uh, immediately applied or, and I may be bungling this if I am, please feel free to break the general rule on this podcast and just correct me uh, live here, but was, um, was applied in the, in the armed forces. One of the branches of the armed forces found that uh, their cadets or, you know, soldiers to be who had higher grit scores were more likely to persevere through basic training or whatever yep. it was. And yep. that, um, in, in many cases, like in that case, and who knows if it was statistically significantly so and, you know, how much um, creative license the, the duck took. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it does seem like at least there 
And I'm sure in other professions that was in fact more important than intelligence. Cause if you don't finish, mm-hmm. you don't stick around to be what's on the other side. So it doesn't matter how smart you are if you don't, if you don't finish. Right. I, I think an interesting question and um, uh, here is whether your GQ, your grit quotient is actually a fixed number or if you can have growth mindset about grit. Cause yes. I, I think that if you, if, if more people were shown that grit matters, uh-huh they may be more likely to persist, Yes. right? So um, I think that's interesting too. And if that's a number that can move over time, if we did have a saber learning style dashboard just for ourselves of yeah. how, we're, how we're trending on certain of these measures, I think that would be net positive. I agree. And uh, right, the flip side I think is uh, avoiding um, the, the, the unwinnable scenarios generally speaking too. Cause like, I think that's where depression and learned helplessness and powerlessness can kick in. So like we've talked a lot about Vygotsky and the zone of proximal development, but like you want to give people just enough of a challenge that they still can win so that they, they get more motivated by doing those things. So I think a lot of the tie between grit and motivation and, uh, and just giving everyone a chance to challenge themselves, not just to win without effort, but to, to, to have some exposure to a beneficial application of their own grit um, at an early stage. Because I think lots of times the people who have trouble with grit may have never really had a chance to succeed. Sure. And that can be hugely demotivating. Sure. So um, yeah, so we, uh, we started with IQ, and we landed on uh, GQ by way of, uh, of uh, EQ and AQ. So uh, do you want to close with a haiku, uh, Dan? I will pass on that. It does uh, remind me of uh, Grit and uh, an anecdotal example of video games today and uh, being able to just quit, right? Just shut it off, walk away. Uh, back in my day with Nintendo, if you shut it off, you couldn't get back to it. But uh, it is interesting with Fortnite, and we've talked about that in the past, of how teenagers and students are applying grit in other areas of their life are they seeing through a game that they know they're going to lose are they seeing through uh, a test or or a homework uh, that they are feel like they're going to get wrong no matter what i think it's a great point something i've talked about with uh, my daughter many time over of just sort of sticking with things and seeing through because that's a lesson in and of itself Mm. uh, to figure it all out. There are two articles that we'll share out as well. uh, One from Vox, one from Forbes, sort of on either side of this debate saying grit is more important or IQ is more important, uh, which is an intriguing uh, debate. You heard Mike and Brandon's thoughts just now about the importance of grit. And uh, I'm taking away from this that IQ isn't fixed. Uh, I really think uh, I came into this thinking IQ is a fixed number, that it was who you were and you moved on from it. Um, Even though in the back of my mind, I knew that wasn't true, but hearing this discussion, I think it really is something that is not a fixed number that you are for your entire life. I think, Brandon, what you said before about as you age, that number aging really should be a challenge to everyone to keep learning, to keep challenging themselves, to keep moving on. Any final thoughts, Brandon, Mike, before we uh, hang up on this podcast? Uh, you know, it sounds like you may have, uh, you may have demonstrated some, uh, some growth even during this podcast, Dan. So uh, thank you for modeling that for, for your fellow hosts and for our listeners. Uh, always be learning even while producing a podcast. So, uh, so good job by you. Ears open, always listening. Um, yeah, and and uh, for, for me, I'd say smart matters. It's not the only thing that matters. 
And at a certain level, like the difference between the top 0.1% and the top 1%, I'm not sure how sophisticated this, this instrument is. So I think let's, uh, let's celebrate what, uh, what we all do well and um, uh, uh, more of that maybe. If you're joining us for the first time, there's a big back catalog available to you when you subscribe. You can do that on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you can do it on Spotify now. Uh, you can find us across the internet uh, on trendingandeducation.com, Trending and Ed on Twitter, as well on Facebook, the same name. Happy to hear from each of you. We'd love to hear your experience with IQ, AQ, EQ, any of these cues uh, that are important in your life. We'll be back every week with you, every Tuesday with our Trending and Education proper shows, extras throughout the week as well. Until next time, you've been listening to Trending in Education.